Hello guys, Sarah here and welcome to the Life as an Experiment podcast, a podcast where I help you declutter emotional baggage and reclaim your power and confidence in your lives. In today's episode, life lessons that I took away from my escapades in online dating. Right, so about a year or so ago, in between relationships, I decided to try online dating or online apps, okay, dating apps to be specific. So I signed up for a couple. Um, there was Coffee Meets Bagel, uh, Tinder, OkCupid okay, and Bumble. So Bumble and Tinder were my least fave and I actually think I deleted it after two days. Um, I had the most luck on OkCupid and uh, met the most like normal people as well. Um, people on Coffee Meets Bagel were like a hit or miss. So they would either be people only after a friends with benefit type situation and very upfront about it. Um, or they were nice enough, uh, but it took really, really long to, you know, for them to get off the app and, you know, to get into a real life meeting. Um, I personally do not like talking on the app for too long because, you know, you get too comfortable. You start projecting a lot onto this person that you have not even physically met. Um, you know, you form lots of inaccurate images of the person based on what they are telling you about themselves. And, you know... I actually really prefer meeting people the old school way. So face-to-face where you get to really observe the, the body language, feel the chemistry and all of that. Because for me, it's very difficult to actually um, feel attraction to someone based off photos and just a couple of things that they write about themselves. Um, because sometimes I feel that people don't really bring their real um, selves online. They are, you know, they have this like sort of persona online that is um, very different from who they are offline. But, well, in this day and age, um, online dating is going to be a very big part of our dating lives. And at some point in time, you might want to try it out for yourself. So this episode is for those of you who are thinking of giving online dating a go, but haven't had the chance to, um, or those who are struggling with it, but you know, want to make it work. So um, this list of, you know, 13 lessons is, is you know, is based off my own experiences. Um, and so experiences from my clients and from my other friends who have tried it out as well. And it's also a list of the couple of things to look out for and be mindful of, right? So, you know, when you, so that, you know, you go into these online dates, you know, full of confidence and have control over what is happening to you and in a situation. And, you know, you are doing things from a place of personal power not simply just you know reacting to whatever your date is doing right so let's get into it the first thing is that um we need to go into online dating with a very healthy levels of self-respect and why is that important because you will meet loads of people whom you have no clue about and you don't know from Adam, you have no idea what their background is and what intentions they actually have so You've got to be really, really clear with your boundaries and be very, very firm with the person when, you know, the person actually crosses your boundaries, right? So personally, I've actually ended dates early because a guy was overstepping physical boundaries or starting to ask very lurid questions, right? So I went on one where uh, I found the guy a little bit dodgy. Um, you know, I mean, he, he wanted to go for some like 
10 course dinner which cost about $100 so a first rate flag but it was my very first online dating experience so I wasn't really sure what to expect I just went along with it and you know it started kind of like you know um, touching like my my clothes and my my top and my um, jeans and it was like oh do you feel very warm you know let me roll up this sleeve for you you know things like that and I've we've not even known each other very much and we've not talked a lot to one another and you're already like trying to like touch me here and there so it's weird um yeah and and you know in in the past you know um back then <laughs> I you know I actually sat there you know cringing throughout the date and secretly texting my girlfriends come save me but um nowadays if I were to jump into the online dating pool again I would probably have no qualms exerting myself and being firm where I need to be and I suggest that you do the same, right? So, you know, I think sometimes a lot of us are actually very afraid of offending someone else and we try to be very nice about it. But in the process of being nice, um, we end up being very unhappy and we end up getting our boundaries crossed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always important to go in with a healthy dose of self-respect and always be very, very clear where your boundaries are and whenever someone crosses them, you know, have no qualms standing up for yourself and telling them that, you know, you're not comfortable with this, um, this is not what you want and this is not right. And in very serious, you know, um, last straw cases, um, you know, if something really, really goes very wrong or you feel like your, your, you know, a lot of alarm bells are ringing all over, um, it's best to just walk away from the situation, right? Um, sometimes it does not really pay to be nice. And um, in situations where you feel like your life or, you know, something, your, your life or, you know, you just feel like, yeah, you're in danger. Yeah, just, just walk off, right? Yeah, so that's the first one. And the second one is I really started actually learning to value my time because dates are, let's face it, really time consuming okay and when you're going on many per week and you know you spend a lot of time sitting there thinking oh you know i'd rather be home staring at my paint dried and hearing him talk i'd rather go home and do my laundry etc etc you know you start to treasure your time a little bit more a lot more i would say you know you start to take you know your time a little bit more seriously and you start bailing early as well which is what i tended to do um i remember going on one date with a really condescending guy who ended every other sentence with a what how can you not know that um sort of uh, uh response and yes i cut the date short um because you know you start to realize that your time is really valuable and the time that you are wasting here getting to know someone who probably doesn't even really click with you and you are not even super attracted to could be spent doing something else so yeah and going on a couple of dates like this with different people that you don't actually really like or you're really into you know going spending a couple hours per week is a huge time suck sometimes so yeah start to you know value your time a little bit more and the next lesson is um what i actually really took away from my online dates and i actually had quite a few is that um i'm very comfortable with small talk now right it could be also partly because of my job and because i interview you know people a lot and i moderate focus group discussions as well um so small talk is always something that is um yeah it comes pretty naturally but i feel that with online dating i've become even more confident with small talk right and i'm not saying that you know it's um very easy for everybody um but i feel that you know you start to kind of practice being you know um being sociable in situations right um I do find small talk sometimes to actually be somewhat pretentious, depending on who you're, who you're speaking to. Um, but, it, you know, small talk has never really made me feel very awkward or anything. And I felt that 
um, with online the online dating experience and meeting like strangers right up the bat, um, I I no longer feel you know awkward. I actually. I actually feel like, you know, I can go into any situation and speak to anybody, right? So going on plenty of dates with strangers actually allowed me to practice different conversational skills. And it's not only just the talking, but I also got to practice, you know, showing a genuine interest in someone and, you know, being open to, you know, whatever the person is trying to tell you. So, you know, practicing your active listening skills as well, right? Um, yeah, and, and I thought that whole experience actually, you know, contributed to an improvement in my soft skills and uh, it was you know something great that I took away from um, the experience right and the next lesson is that you know um, going through the entire online dating phase because I've um, mostly been in you know serious relationships before and after I actually found myself being very light-hearted about love and relationships right because um, moving online you know to an offline experience you get to actually meet all sorts of people right and all sorts of people who are on these sides were all sorts of motivations and intentions and yes actually i found a lot of them are actually in relationships or may even be married and yet they're on the site right so that's another uh, conversation for another day but on the site in general you actually meet you know the nasty the weird the boring the awkward and um, you also meet people whom you share amazing chemistry and conversations with, but who never call you back or ask you out again. Okay, I've had that uh, happen at least twice. So you can spend, you know, tons of hours analyzing and overthinking their actions and wondering where you have gone wrong. But um, you know what, it doesn't really matter because, you know, this is at the end of the day, someone that you don't actually really know very, very well and um, you don't know what is really going on in their lives or what they are actually going through. So, you know, them not calling you back or, you know, not asking you out for a date again probably has nothing to do with you, right? And um, you might have enjoyed the day, uh, but he might not have. And it's completely fine because um, all of us have different definitions of chemistry and um, yeah, like I said earlier, there could be tons of reasons you have no idea about. You know, he could be married. He could just be looking for someone to have a dinner date with. Um, he's just got out of a relationship, you know. Um, yeah, etc, etc. I mean, the reasons are endless. So instead of analyzing what I might have said or done wrong during the 30 minute, you know, coffee date or whatever, I found it was best to just move on and form connections with people who genuinely wanted to know me, right? So um, in an upcoming episode, I talk about relationships and effort. Um, effort or, you know, rather maintaining a relationship, you know, you need effort from both sides so it can't be just you you know chasing after someone you know to to get them to ask you out on a date it has to be equal and you have to chase someone down to actually get them to ask you out then <laughs> i think that you shouldn't be with that person right so um yeah so it taught me to actually be very light-hearted about love and about relationships and that you know a lot of times you don't really know the person very well and at the end of the day you know no love lost um and yeah, it didn't really make a very, very huge impact on, on my life. Yeah. And the next life lesson that I kind of took away is that, um, you know, and in relation to the previous point, um, I actually found that I handled rejection pretty well, like when I did, uh, you know, online dating, right? Because you might have someone, you know, you met someone that you really, really felt like a strong connection with. But, you know, after a couple of dates, the person tells you that, oh, they're unfeeling it, if they're being honest. 
or they just, you know, ghost you completely or block you on WhatsApp or whatever it is, right? So rejection is never easy to take. And it's always easier to blame ourselves like, oh, you know, what have I done wrong? They are dressed wrongly, they are look wrong or whatever. Um, but, you know, we really have no idea what's going on with this person or their lives. And usually whenever someone kind of rejected me in a way of like not calling me, you know, back or not like asking me out on another date or whatever, I just chalked it up to, you know, to wrong person, wrong time, right? And I just moved on from it. So in a way, I felt that um, online dating actually makes me quite desensitized to rejection, which I felt that um, you know it's 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 good in a way because it means that I could um, I actually didn't think that I had the confidence or the strengths to actually handle rejections, but actually I did. So that was interesting to find out. Right, and another thing is that you know you have to trust your instincts. Okay, um, this is really really important because you know going on online dates can be pretty scary. Okay. Um, and I say this up front because you are literally meeting up with people that you haven't got a clue about, right? No matter how detailed their profiles are, you just don't know who they are. You seriously don't, right? It takes a while to get to know someone. And as someone who counts a lot on observing people and their body language, this bit about online dating always bothered me, right? Because, you know, you just cannot tell who the person is, you know, except for whatever they tell you. But, you know, it provides a great opportunity to hone your gut instincts. And I've been on quite a few dates where the people just gave me really weird vibes off the bat, right? Um, just really, really strange. So you have to trust your inner voice. And after multiple dates with different people, um, I can always easily um, spot when someone is up to no good or is hiding his inner shadiness. <laughs> and and what, what, what's so great about that is that, you know, I have managed to transfer that to other areas in life as well. So um, just to give you an example, right? So I once met a guy who, while nice and was probably the only one I genuinely clicked with over that period of time, he completely creeped me out by having photos of me in his phone before we first met, right? So what happened was that he was snooping around my Facebook page. And worse, he saved those photos and then he edited them in photo apps, right? And he was nice, but something about the way that he spoke about our meeting made it seem like he already saw us as a couple, and when I actually confronted him about the Facebook, like, like you know, saving the photos of my Facebook page, um, he just smiled and didn't say anything. Like, you know, he think it was okay or he think it was funny or whatever, but just no. Like, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't go on with him. Um, and he became very, very clingy after the first date as well, which is, again, a huge red flag for me. Right, so needless to say, he started bombarding. He started bombarding me with random texts throughout the day after our first meeting and arranging multiple dates. And yeah, like I said, very clingy. And any sort of spark I felt just disappeared somewhere in those random emoticons that he was sending me. It was just, it's just annoying. Yeah, and um, so, you know, someone can go from being very nice to being just you know, showing their, really their true colours and being plain weird. So it's always very, very important to trust your instincts and trust your gut feelings. So if something that is telling you or nudging you about the situation, telling you to get out of it, please get out. You know, don't try to rationalise what is going on. Just, 
yeah, just do what your instincts are telling you. It always, your instincts and your gut feeling always serves you best. So, um, you know, it's important to just listen to it and act on it. Right. Um, the next life lesson, if things are too good to be true, they probably are. So like the previous point, trust your instincts always. You know, if someone is doing too much too soon and attempting to fast forward the relationship when you barely even know each other, that should set off alarm bells, right? And also, this is pretty obvious one, but lots of us, you know, fall prey to this because it's online, you only have photos to look at. But good looks really don't mean a damn thing, like honestly. Um, uh, another story that I have, I once met uh, someone who literally looked like a walking Adonis, like seriously drove a nice car, had a really, you know, nice physique. Good job, well-paying, had his own place, which is quite rare in my country. Um, basically, whatever seemed good on paper. He even spoke really, really well. Um, great conversationalist, and I loved his accent. Um, yeah, but um, just great on all fronts. But something about the way he actually talked about things or asked me about things just felt very off, right? And I remember barely 20 minutes into our conversation, he was going on rants about his sexual conquests, you know, his brothels, um, what sorts of lady parts he likes, and things like that. I was like, yikes, oh my god. Um, you know, showed his true colours, like, you know, just a just couple of minutes into the day. But, um, yeah, and, and, and after that, he didn't contact me because I, I obviously wasn't into that. So, yeah, you know, um, it's a cliché. Uh, saying, you know, but it really is true. So if someone looks looks or sounds too good to be true, they probably are. And um, they usually, you know, probably have up to something else and probably hiding maybe something in their lives. Right, and another lesson is, um, this is actually pretty obvious, but there are some really, really weird people out there, okay? And when you date online, you open yourself to a wider pool of people that you normally would never mingle with. Your social groups will just never cross. Okay, and this is especially so if you are living in larger, more cosmopolitan cities. Okay, so while it can be fun, um, meeting with people who have jobs that are super interesting, uh, or some very, very interesting in their bios, um, it can also mean opening yourself up to people who have certain fetishes, you know, who have vastly different relationship values from you and those who actually aren't about sending photos of their privates to you yep i've had friends who've had guys you know you know who come off really really well and then start sending you know um dick pics right um yeah so nothing much really surprises me anymore and these people usually just get a block from me um you don't need to waste your time or your energy you know indulging in any sort of conversation with them as long as you're aware of your boundaries, like I said earlier, you know when to assert them and you remember not to entertain people who make you feel uncomfortable, you would generally be fine. Listen to your gut, like I said. Right, and the next point. Um, dating is expensive, so it's important to spend your dollars wisely. So I live in a very um, expensive city. Eating out is expensive. Alcohol is dead expensive. Even if you're just going on one date per week, four dates in a month, it can easily add up to hundreds of dollars. So while it makes it all the more important that, you know, you are spending your money wisely and spending it on the right people, right? So um, while I'm financially paying my share, um, that also means that I'm not going to be wasting my coins on expensive dinners with people that I barely know. And I know that some ladies in certain countries don't like this, but I actually much prefer coffee dates. Um 
you know, especially for the first date because it's low investment, not just in terms of finances, but in terms of time, especially with someone I barely know. So I found it easier to actually bail on a bad date when I'm having something quick like, you know, coffee or ice cream. Um, it's actually more difficult to do so when you're stuck waiting for your three-course dinner and dessert to arrive, uh, like what happened to me and the touchy guy that I mentioned earlier. Um, also, I find dinner dates to be overly formal and adds an atmosphere of, you know, seriousness when arrangement with someone that you barely even know. So I'd rather actually save that for later when you guys are much closer. I like uh, low investment dates, not only because you can bail early and because it's cheaper, um, but, um, you know, if the date goes well, you can always proceed, you know, from coffee to do a short meal or whatever it is, or walk around town or whatever, right? So it's always something that you can build up on. Whereas, you know, I find that for dinner dates, it's already so big right off the bat. And it's very difficult to escape from. And um, I don't like having dinners with people that I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I'd rather save the dinners for, for next time. Right. So, um, do date wisely. And if you're not living in a very um, cheap city, you know, it's important to also know when to spend your dollars wisely and who to spend it on. Right. And the next lesson is that, you know, online dating has helped me to hone my observational skills. Um, whenever I went on a date, I was actually really observing the other party for relationship potential. And um, you can actually tell quite a bit about the person from how they interact with you. So I tended to observe um, table manners, though people do impression manage uh, a lot on dates. Um, table manners is one thing, you know, also is the person a good listener? Does he or she, you know, show care towards you? Um, or did he polish off the plate of fried chicken himself, even though you told him thrice that you loved it? True story, this happened to um, to me when I was out on a date with that touchy guy. Um, also, you get, you know, insights into a person's communication patterns. If he or she interrupts you, talks over you, not ask any questions, constantly talks about themselves ignore whatever you just said. These are all classic signs of a poor communicator and poor listener. You'll be pretty surprised how much of a person's personality you can glean from just a relatively short time together. And you'll be surprised to find that a lot of people also give off, um, you know, unconscious body language signals, right? So it's kind of a kind of an interesting uh, practice, you know, if you're not much of an observer, it's interesting to observe, um, it's very useful information actually to observe, you know, what someone is saying or someone is doing, how someone is treating you or the service staff, big hint. Um, and being a naturally very observant person, these things come to me, but um, it's important to actually go on dates, uh, you know, not go on dates blindly or unconsciously, but be conscious and present and, you know, really, really observe things around you, pick up on signals, um, learn to pick up on red flags and, you know, green light behaviours and, um, yeah, take notes. As in, not like like really take notes on your napkin, but like take mental notes of these things because, you know, it, it kind of tells you what you are actually, you know, okay with and what you're actually not okay with. Right, um, the next life lesson. Uh, people can be very different online, okay? Um, what I've actually noticed uh, from my work as well as from online dating is that some people are just extremely good texters okay and i can totally see why because texting is not spontaneous and you can plan what you want to say and edit it multiple times over before sending it to the other person unfortunately 
these great conversations via text sometimes don't transfer over to real life. Okay, some of the best texters that I've actually went on dates with absolutely suck in real-life conversations, okay? Because real-life conversations involve spontaneity, they involve quick thinking and banter, right? Um, and I was also really wary of people who are too comfy texting and never wanted to meet up. So I actually texted a guy that I actually got along quite well with, at least over text, and he would spend like... I don't know, he would type pages and pages of messages on WhatsApp. And all the while when I was reading them, I'm thinking like, you could have very easily asked me out on a date to talk about all these things instead of like hiding behind your computer or your phone screen and typing all this up. And how much time do you actually waste doing that, right? So this is why I actually prefer to arrange the first meetup early on, you know, after a couple of texts have been exchanged. Going on, you know, on and on, just texting each other back and forth and texting essays like that is a complete waste of time. And it actually also tells me that the person is a little bit anxious at meeting up and I would actually wonder why, right? Because, um, yeah, I mean, online dating, the whole point is to go offline <laughs> and meet up at some point. So if you're not wanting to do that, you know, that, that kind of, you know, makes me a little bit suspicious. Right, and another problem about online dating is that, you know, um, there is just way too much choice online, right? Um, the huge issue with it is that it can be very difficult to commit to someone or to find someone willing to commit to you. Um, after all, you know, another available person is just a swipe or a like away. And this can lead to all sorts of interesting and even downright shady behaviour. So people telling you that, you know, it's serious, you know, you're, you're, mutual, you're mutual, you know, exclusive, but then they have like, you know, 10 others on the side. Or worse, people in serious relationships, they are still active on the app, okay? And I know a couple of these, they're actually married. Um, and online dating also creates a false sense of security and desirability. So you're thinking like, oh, you know, they don't work out with this deal. Oh, it's fine. I'll be back on the app at 9pm swiping and flirting with five other dudes, right? And I personally think that this leads to some people being less invested in their dates and the people that they meet, okay? And it makes them less likely to commit seriously to anyone, you know, because they constantly feel like there's a probability that someone better is waiting for them on the app you know that someone better could be a next swipe away okay and I feel like sometimes this problem of too much choice is not just limited to online dating um I feel like it's just dating in general so people just feel like you know I have so much of choice you know why, why do I need to like commit and settle down but I feel like this is a illusion because what you're thinking that, you know, you have all these options and all these choices and then you swipe, you know, and then you go out on dates and then you go out on 10, 15, 20 dates and you find that, you know, um, none of them actually suit you. <laughs> so it's usually a case, you know, and when you have too much choice, um, then, you know, analysis paralysis happens. So you actually, you know, start to not um, be able to uh, really figure out what really you know what, what sort of person or partner that you really want um, leads to a lot of overthinking a lot of unhappiness actually yeah so I'll probably talk about this in another episode because it's very interesting to unpack but um, this illusion of choice has led to lots of um, very unhappy people and unhappy relationships in my opinion right and the very last lesson that I've learned is that um, online dating is very time-consuming, right? So things move very fast in the online world. And if you aren't going to 
you know, reply to someone's conversation, and usually I'm the sort that doesn't do so until days later, uh, the person would have already forgotten you and moved on, right? And I mean that, you know, they have like 423 other matches to talk to. Um, yeah, so the online dating world moves very fast. And if you aren't prepared to spend your time and energy matching with people and chatting to them, then it's best to not to just not get involved with it. Okay, just just go for offline dates. You know, I, I prefer that anyway. Um, this is also why I found the whole thing to be incredibly exhausting. And in the end, I deleted all my profiles. I will stick to offline dating. Okay, I, I love that the best. Um, yeah, so, you know, I end with that. I've actually come to the end of the podcast. Um, I hope that was interesting because I've covered quite a few things, you know, but um, I feel that if you want to go on an online date or try online dating, um, it's good to have healthy levels, to go in with healthy levels of self-respect and self-love, like I said earlier. Um, it's good to be very, very clear of your boundaries um, and, and what you want or don't want. Um, always listen and trust your your inner voice, your your gut feelings and your instincts. And, um, you know, if something feels off, you know, don't be nice, okay? This is not a time to be nice. Just don't be nice and just cut off contact, okay? Just leave the situation because, you know, at the end of the day, your safety and your life matters more than any online date, okay? Right, so thanks for listening and uh, do remember to leave a comment or get in touch with me. I actually love to hear from my listeners and my readers. So email me at abstractedcollective at gmail.com. That is uh, abstract with an ED collective. And if you like the show, do tell your friend and please rate and review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast as it can help others like you find it easily. Till next time, guys, go be your wonderful self.